Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Well, like the press people, I don't know anybody really happy about the election. Um... I'm not uh, internalizing it very much because things change so quickly in this country. And uh, we're going to tell you what you can expect so you can protect yourself and your family. I think that's very important information for you to get. Um, And we have a lot of really interesting things to put on you tonight. So I hope you have that old pen and paper. And this talking points memo is President Biden lives to blunder another day. Now, I know that's not nice. I know. But did you see him uh, yesterday in a press conference? Strutting around there, a little peacock. Ah, Anyway, let's get into the facts. So the reason that the red wave did not appear, according to uh, the University of Chicago uh, study, they study these things fast, is because independent voters broke four percentage points for the Democrats. Unexpected, totally. Because independent voters have to pay the high prices everywhere. They can see the deterioration of crime. They can see the open border on television. They can see it all. Four percent. Now, I thought the uh, 20% edge for the GOP on independence, and that was it. 
that was it. Now, we don't have an ethnic breakdown or anything like that, but we do have three battleground states, and this is shocking. Pennsylvania independence broke for Democrats by 18 points. Whoa. Georgia, 28 points. And Arizona, 30 points. I'll deal with Arizona in a moment, but something wrong out there. Okay. So that's it. That's what happened. Now, in my analysis of what the independents were thinking, abortion played a bigger role than I might have predicted. And not among men, but among women. Okay. Nothing you can do about it. The Supreme Court's decision uh, came down the way they always do. There was no politics involved in it. There was no timing involved in it. But uh, younger independent women want abortion on demand for any reason at any time. No limitations. That's what they want. And, of course, if you're a conservative Republican or even a moderate Republican, you can't support that. You can't. Um, so anyway, that was number one. And number two, it was the specter of Donald Trump. That denier thing, big lie, uh, insurrection, January 6th, among the independent voters, big, still. Republican voters have put it behind them. Democratic voters use it to, uh, you know, stamp up outrage. But independent voters, still there and gone away. Interesting. So as I said there, uh, Joe Biden uh, comes out. Uh, you know, you might remember I used to do a body language segment on the O'Reilly Factor. I brought this woman. And the Fox executives hated this segment. They hated it. I never took it seriously. I thought it was just good TV. So we put a politician on, and then the woman, who was a smart woman, uh, she'd analyze what he did. His elbow up here, he's touching his head, whatever it may be. Now, to me, I, it was just, you know, back-of-the-book type stuff, Waters World type stuff. But the Fox brass, went, <laughs> didn't matter. I always do what I wanted anyway. So I watched Biden's body language last night, and it was pretty interesting. Roll cut one. And I know you were somewhat miffed by my, uh, my uh, obsessive optimism, but uh, I felt good during the whole process. I thought we were going to do fine. While any seat lost is painful, some good Democrats didn't win the last night. Democrats had a strong night. And we lost fewer seats in the House of Representatives than any Democratic president's first midterm election in the last 40 years. And we had the best midterm for governors since 1986. All right, so he's now, oh, he's, yeah, we're doing uh, great. So no self-doubt there. And I'm serious. No self-doubt. <laughs> he thinks he's doing great. Uh, okay. And uh, very, very pleased with himself, Joe Biden. Very, very pleased with him. Now, in the press conference, his wife, Jill, sat about 15 feet away the whole time. Very, very interesting. And sometimes she was on camera. You could see her. I had never seen that before. Can you imagine Melania Trump in a... Trump press conference or Michelle Obama looking over uh, Barack's shoulder? No. There was Jill Biden. Okay, roll cut to. This is a question 
from the Associated Press reporter Zeke Miller. You mentioned that uh, Americans are frustrated. and In fact, 75% of voters say the country is heading into the wrong direction despite the results of last night. What in the next two years do you intend to do differently uh, to change people's uh, opinion of the direction of the country, particularly as you contemplate a run for president in 2024? Nothing, because they're just finding out what we're doing. Nothing. Going to do exactly what we do. Hey, okay. Now, today, the Biden administration got good news as inflation dropped from 8.4% in uh, September, 8.2% in September, to 7.7% in October. Okay, a uh, down 0.4%. The math isn't really adding up here because they, there's little decimal points all over the place. But it was, it was a drop. And that's good news for the country, including the Biden administration. Inflation came down just, just a little bit. Now, the unintended consequence, which you'll never hear, is in order to make that happen, that drop, uh, the feds had to raise rates, lending rates, okay? And when you le- raise lending rates, whatever you want to borrow for goes down. So housing is the big one. The mortgage rates are high. People say, well, maybe I'm going to buy the house now or the car now, okay, or the big ticket item, whatever it may be now. That will catch up in 23, and that's why people fear a recession, because the big ticket items that you have to borrow to acquire are not being bought as much with high interest rates. The better news is that the Fed probably will not raise as dramatically. So the next time around, it might be a quarter percent because they're on the downside. Okay. now, will you see prices come down? And no, the lag time is big. So people in business, they want to make as much money as possible. They're not going to go, oh, yeah, we're going to drop our this today or the mortgage rate today. No, that takes a while. So gas, for example, is going up. So average price in the country is $3.80 a gallon. Now, uh, last week it was $3.78, up two cents this week. A year ago it was $3.41. All right, so it's still a problem for Americans and, and all of that. So I see next year... Uh, an economy that is going to be weaker and more layoffs. Even though the employment rate is, unemployment rate is very low, there's going to be layoffs. You're seeing it in this uh, meta outfit now. You know, all the uh, high-tech companies are laying more people off like crazy now. It's gonna, that's going to start. Um, the final thing, though, is the stock market reacted very well today to the uh, inflation rate dropping. Now, you remember that I told you in the midst of all the chaos in early summer when I was getting 100 letters a day, what should I do, what should I do, what should I Hold firm. Don't try to time the market. So I don't know what's going to happen in the stock market. I have no blanket idea. But today was a good day if you have an IRA or any other retirement account. 
All right, so Biden is uh, strutting around that uh, he did really well on Election Day, which he didn't, of course, because, uh, and we'll get to that in a moment, his whole agenda is neutered. It's out. Not going to get anything done. So he's going to Egypt, a place called Sharm el-Sheikh on the Red Sea. Uh, I made a very bad joke today on WABC that uh, the president thinks he's going to shake Shaq, not Sharm el-Sheikh. Terrible. Terrible joke. Then after that, uh, this is uh, in Egypt, the uh, climate change. Okay, I don't, I don't know. Then he's going to Cambodia. I've never been there. I've been to obviously Egypt, uh, but I haven't been to Cambodia. And uh, he's going there to meet with some uh, Asian countries to bulk up against China. Then he's going to Indonesia. Uh, I've been there. And uh, to Bali. I spent a week in Bali. Beautiful place. Um, And then he's going to have a meeting with Xi, the communist president of China. Good. Good. I mean, we don't want a war with China. Right? Let's avert it if possible. China's economy is way worse than ours. And uh, for them to get in a war now, I... I can't even imagine it. But then, anyway, that's where he's going. Uh, anyway, Joe Biden. Let's bring in Doug Schell. Um, he's uh, probably our go-to guy on all political matters. Um, I've given you his resume before, one of the most impressive resumes in the country. Okay, the headline for you yesterday is, Doug? Ron DeSantis was the big winner and shows that when you run on an affirmative message, that addresses many of the issues, Bill, that you spoke of both in the Talking Points memo and previously, you can win big victories. I think that is the big message I take away and the big message to the Republican Party. But I understand Masters in Arizona did that. Um, He said, look, uh, we're all getting killed by Biden's policies and the migration and inflation, all that. But he got slaughtered. I think a couple of things in Arizona. First, Masters didn't have and doesn't have the profile that DeSantis had as an effective governor. But second, I watched the Kelly ads. And Bill, one of the answers to your question is that Kelly ran as a non-Washington Democrat who was concerned about the border. That is, he understood. But, he, but it's Paul. I understand, it, but he convinced people to win the election with it. Well, then those people are dumb. They may be absolutely nothing. Stood, he could not run as a mainstream Democrat. Okay, you can run like you know I I can run as uh, you know Obi Wan Kenobi, but but if if I'm in office, then you've got a record and everything that Biden wanted, Kelly gave him. Period. That's it. I'm just telling you why it happened. Okay, am I wrong about uh, Hoagland Zelda? No, you're not wrong about that. I would tell you it is a state that is 53-27 Republican to Democrat. So the fact that Zeldin lost by four or five points is exactly what you said, a repudiation of uh, Hochul, who's been kept in office only by straight ticket voting by uh, African-Americans almost exclusively. So you're right. Okay, and I, I think it's impossible to break through 
that voting block of African-Americans in the urban centers, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Baltimore. It's impossible. No one It's could not do now it. when, Bill. That is, right, I agree. Right, right. It's a legacy vote. Their grandfathers voted this way. Their fathers voted this way. All their friends vote that way. Um, I'm not disparaging African-Americans at all. I'm trying to explain the block vote that knocked Zeldin out. 90% of New York counties go for the man, and one voting block in New York City knocks him out. So New York will never come back, and, ever. And Bill, the real victims of crime, I mean, there are many victims of crime, of course, but the most focused and targeted are African-Americans. Sure, everybody uh, knows that. Neighborhoods. That's where the drug gangs are. They're not in my neighborhood. Um, they're in Bed-Stuy. They're in yep. Harlem. They're in yep. South Bronx. Yep. They run around. They're heavily armed. They extort people. They tell people what to do. They shoot up the neighborhoods. And uh, Hogel goes, oh, uh, what was the big deal? And they vote for him. Correct. Sadly. You know, my, I have to discipline myself because I get passionate about this because I know the city as well as any human being on earth, being a reporter, being born and bred here. Um, and I'm going, I'm almost at a point where I don't feel sorry for him. You know, okay, you voted for people who are not going to help you, so what do you expect? And New York City is going to get really worse in the next two years. You watch. I, I don't see it getting better. Okay, so now you're setting up a uh, Trump versus uh, DeSantis run. And Trump has lost power, no doubt he has. And DeSantis is gaining power, a lot of power, fast. Do you have any... And I know this is speculation. I don't usually like to do this. But do you have any thought about how, in the short term, that's going to come down? Trump will announce next Tuesday that he's running. And what's going to happen? Here's what I would say. Trump can figure out exactly what you said. He's already started attacking DeSantis. He's started threatening DeSantis. He understands that he's got to take DeSantis out quickly discourage him from running, uh, intimidate him, or otherwise hurt his chances. If he can do that, Trump has a chance to capitalize on the two-to-one lead he has among Republicans. If he doesn't, and this becomes a long contest, my money would be on DeSantis. But DeSantis is not going to fold under the Trump thing, number one. And number two, he's gonna, Trump is going to alienate MAGA people who like DeSantis. I think both of those are true, but Trump only has one strategy, Bill. Go straight ahead and attack. He's got other options, but he doesn't take them or hasn't That's yet. Right. Okay. Um, there could be detente between him and DeSantis on the same ticket. Um, finally, when you uh, came to the conclusion there was no red wave and uh, it was going to be a... It's not a victory for the Democrats by any means, not. But there isn't a repudiation that I was hoping for on these terrible Biden policies. There is not a repudiation of them. Um, were you sad, angry, happy, because you are a Democrat? What was your emotion? My emotions were mixed because we are so polarized as a nation. People are responding more as partisans than as citizens. So... My concern is that we have to get back to having a real dialogue, a debate, discussion, 
and people going back and forth rather than partisan uh, lines hardening and people just voting, as you said before, legacy or tradition or ideology. Now, what are the odds of that happening, Doug? Not much, <laughs> not much at all. All right, listen, I can't thank you enough for helping us throughout it, this whole campaign. It's been my pleasure always, Bill. Yeah, Great but pleasure. I got the audience doesn't know how busy you are. You make time for us and very, very nice. There's nothing in it for you. Um, except that Bill, I'm going to take you, you're, you're a longtime friend. You do a great show. If I can help you in a small way, all good for our country. All right. Just make sure you pick out the most expensive restaurant in New York City, and I'm going to take you there Got soon. It. All right. I'm going to go over some uh, governor's races, then we'll get to uh, uh, the, our next guest, which is Scott Rasmussen, another genius on the political side. So Michigan, uh, Whitmer beats Tudor Dixon. I thought Tudor Dixon would win. But Whitmer is, is again, a, a woman is not going to solve any problems whatsoever. And, and Dixon was a very, very articulate candidate. No. Now, we know about the unions in Michigan. We know about the deterioration of Michigan. Uh, Detroit is a, a, almost a cipher. Um, Wisconsin, Evers wins a re-election. Uh, um, Arizona Lake, it's possible Lake might overcome. She's not behind by much, but she should have won easily, Lake. Didn't. Nevada Lombardo won a Republican fairly easily. Um, Oregon, this Kotech, the Democrat, has beaten the Republican Drazen by, I don't know, 3,000 votes, 4,000 votes, but that'll probably hold to Oregon stays. Um, fanatically blue. Uh, Georgia Kemp, easy. DeSantis, easy. Greg Abbott in Texas, easy. Colorado, doesn't matter. Um, it's a Democrat, but, uh, you know, I'm, I used to live in Colorado. It's such a nice state. But it's gone. Not coming back. Now, tonight I'll be on News Nation uh, about 8 o'clock, maybe 8.15, with Chris Cuomo. Uh, discussing all this and uh these are these q a's are worth it to watch um to see which arguments are stronger so that's tonight news nation o'reilly cuomo let's begin scott rasmussen he's in mckinney texas all right you know him there's a poll named after him but he doesn't own the poll anymore he made a fortune selling it but he still uh writes the number of the day column he's involved in uh Ballotpedia, he's doing politics all day, every day. The headline last yesterday for you, Scott. I think the voters uh, provided a mixed verdict. It was not what the Republicans hoped for. Instead, Joe Biden's agenda is that has been stopped because of the House victory, um, and even more so if the Republicans do win control of the Senate. But I think it's fair to say that the voters weren't ready to give control or too much power to the Republicans. It's more like this is going to be an audition period the next two years. Is there a Trump factor here? There is. Um, look, candidates matter. Um, and some of the candidates were, that ran in states Republicans should have won weren't very good candidates. Uh, the candidate for governor of Pennsylvania ran a terrible campaign raised hardly any money, had no organization, dragged down not just Dr. Oz in the Senate race, but uh, local officials and races all across the state of uh, Pennsylvania. 
Did the uh, um, branding of denier work for the Democrats? That's less clear. Um, and one of the reasons as we're speaking right now, we don't know who's going to win in, in Arizona, uh, a key place where, the, where that issue would be discussed. One way that I would look at it, Republicans were absolutely right that uh, Democrats were overplaying the January 6th event. It wasn't what voters were interested in. Some Republicans, however, went further and said, we want to talk about 2020. We want to talk about how the election was stolen. That was a mistake. For both Republicans and Democrats, the message is voters want to talk about the future, not the past. Uh, I, I disagree with you. I think Kelly's going to win in uh, Arizona. Uh, but I also oh, think, I think that... Go ahead. No, I, I think Kelly wins the Senate race in Arizona, but yep. the governor's race yeah. is not so yeah, she's, clear. Lake is close. But in, uh, in Nevada, same culture, desert culture, uh, Republicans did fairly well. And yeah. it looks like uh, their Laxalt will win the Senate there. I don't know why. What's the difference between Arizona and, uh, and Nevada? You know, Bill, sometimes we talk about these things like they are massive differences because one goes red, one goes blue. We're talking about just a percentage point or two in each race. Uh, the, the differences aren't that large. Uh, on the other hand, one difference in that particular campaign is the Nevada candidate was an experienced politician. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked, just asked Doug Schoen. The big winner, you would, I'm sure, agree was DeSantis last night, right? Absolutely. So DeSantis obviously runs, wants to run for president. Trump's going to announce that he's going to run next week. How do you see that shaking down? I think DeSantis right now had his profile elevated so much last night uh, that it's going to be difficult for President Trump to avoid looking like uh, a little bit of a sour loser trying to stomp on uh, DeSantis's parade right now. But where it looks uh, four years from now, that's way too far down the road to tell. It's two, Scott. Two years. Two years. Up. I'm sorry. I've been okay. up for a no, long time. No, I know time. you've been up all I'm night. You know, it's, it's only two, and it's going to start pretty much next week. It's but I don't know. Started. I, from my vantage point, there isn't one Republican that I know that would object to DeSantis. I mean, That's anybody who's thing. a registered Republican, he'd be okay, right? And one signal on that was uh, Jeb Bush. Last night was tweeting and saying, I hope DeSantis beats my record. I hope he wins. Yeah, because you know, Jeb very, hates very, Trump. That's but right. And so, doesn't that make it I mean, hard? Doesn't that make it hard for Trump to attack to attack DeSantis if every Republican likes him and Trump starts attacking him? It seems to me that could backlash against Trump. Well, I think we already saw a little bit of that. Um you know, he came up with a new nickname for DeSantis and then backed off a little bit the next day, kind of going back and forth. And he said he voted for DeSantis, but then skipped his name in the uh, post-election speech. So, uh, yeah, President Trump is trying to figure out how to address this. Uh, but DeSantis, and especially, look, DeSantis won because of the way he governed. That's right. Um, and, and that is what is appealing. Scott, we really appreciate it. We know how busy you are. Thanks for helping us out tonight. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. 
The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. So, uh, the country's fragmenting, obviously. So you got Chicago, Illinois, New York. And it's over. It's just left, 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 left. And that's where it's going to be. Okay. Now, where I live in New York, it's kicked back to conservative principles. Long Island, Nassau, Suffolk County. Thank God. And the way that we run our government here in Nassau is so much different than just where I am now, 12 miles away, which is the Queens line of New York City. Criminals know. Drug dealers know you sell drugs in New York City, Queens, nothing going to happen to you, even if it's heroin and fentanyl. You come over the line into Nassau, you're going to get hurt. You'll be prosecuted. They know it. So I'm very pleased with Long Island and because we have working people here 100%. I know the Hamptons, but that's just summer stuff. 100% here. People just trying to make a living. And it's hard because they got to commute into that big city, that chaotic place. Many of them do. And it's hard. And they've had enough. But just north of the city, Westchester County stays left. I, it's crazy. Anyway, so the country is fragmenting into tribes. Left-wing tribal headquarters, California, Illinois, New York. Right-wing tribal headquarters, Florida, Texas, and, and a number of other states, but they're not at that huge level. Okay? So that's the way it is. Do I see any 
change in that area? No, I don't. Some smaller states are changing. Arizona is a blue state. And it's also an incompetent state. Horribly run. Nevada swinging back and forth. Unions dominating because of Vegas. I wouldn't call it a blue state, but it's kind of nothing state. It, It goes back and forth. But South, Midwest, Upper Midwest, you see a big wall of tradition. You get out to West Coast, it's hopeless. Washington State, Oregon, California, never going to change. Utah, conservative. Idaho, conservative. Wyoming, conservative. Montana, Montana's shifting, but still pretty traditional. But anyways, the whole country's fragmenting apart. So the Carolinas are hanging on to being Republican places, but Georgia and Virginia, you don't know what's going to happen in those two states. You know what's going to happen in Alabama and Mississippi and Arkansas and Tennessee, but you don't know in Georgia and Virginia. This fragmentation is new. All right. We never had this before. New England has always been liberal. New York is usually but not crazy left like it is now. New York is a crazy left state now. It's almost as bad as California after the election. Now, this is not good. I mean, obviously, I'm a traditional American, a registered independent. I want problem solvers in office. We don't have them. There's no one in the state of New York that's going to solve any problem in Albany. And the same thing in Sacramento and in Springfield, Illinois. No one is going to solve the problems there or even try. Now, DeSantis is now the front runner to be president. I think he's passed Trump because he did. He did solve problems. And um, Abbott in uh, Texas, Abbott's a tough guy. You know, he knew that this border intrusion was killing his state and he fought it. New Mexico, total opposite. Now, not many people live in New Mexico, so you don't hear about it much. Total opposite. That's the country we live in now. It's very, very, um, I'm not depressed about it or disheartened about it. I'm a little discouraged about it because people are going to get hurt. The progressive left is not going to protect anybody. Anybody. We're all on our own. That's why the Second Amendment and self-protection is so important. We are on our own. Even in the conservative states, you got to be able to protect yourself. Okay, crime. So there is a sliver of good news. Looks like uh, in Los Angeles, they're going to put in a guy who's going to fight crime, Rick Caruso. He's beating the uh, far-left candidate, Karen Bass. Still hasn't been called, um, but it looks like uh, Caruso is going to win. And uh, Los Angeles has just blown up. So uh, that's a good news situation. But in New York and Chicago, expect many more dead African-Americans. The same people who voted for the progressives are going to be killed in the streets more and more and more. Apparently don't. The community, as Al Sharpton puts it, doesn't mind that. Al Sharpton doesn't mind that. He doesn't care if there are more dead black people in the street. Doesn't care. 
Okay, so this was a topic on News Nation last night when I visited Chris Cuomo. Go. Crime is about poverty. Okay. Helping people with jobs, helping yeah, people with the relief they need. Republicans absolutely. aren't known for catering to those communities. That's right. Republicans want to put violent criminals in prison to protect the people on the street who have to go to the grocery store. Hochul and the Democrats and AOC don't want to do that. They want to depopulate the prisons. Mm -hmm. So it's staggering. I could see maybe 60-40 um, African-Americans breaking for Dems because of legacy voting, because that's the way post-World War II it's been in this country. And for good reason in many places. Republicans haven't really uh, reached out and um, convinced African-Americans en masse that they're looking out for them. Uh, that's absolutely true. But right now is right now. And you're living in a crisis situation in Bedford-Stuy. And the crisis situation is going to get worse, Cuomo. It's going to get worse. Help is not on the way. And the big reason is, in places like New York City and Chicago, the police are demoralized. More NYP are leaving, retiring, uh, just getting jobs elsewhere. These are veteran cops because they know they can't do anything to protect the neighborhoods to which they're assigned. So why would you want to be a police officer if you can't help? Why? So they're leaving. And the fewer effective police officers, the more danger people are in. I can't describe it because most people don't live in New York City. You visit, but you visit Manhattan. You see the shows, you do this. You walk a Bronx neighborhood, as I did a few weeks ago, um, uh, going to the New York Yankees playoff game. There are literally thousands of people living in these apartments. And they're not nice apartments. They're functional, working-class apartments. But they're jammed on top of one another, these folks. Okay? It's the same thing in all the working-class neighborhoods in New York City outside of Staten Island, which is a little bit different. They're jammed together. And roaming the streets, <clears throat> excuse me, roaming the streets are armed drug gangs who will shoot you. It doesn't matter. Life doesn't mean anything to these people, primarily African-American gangs, but some Hispanics. OK, now they are extorters in addition to selling narcotics. They'll come into the bodega and they'll say to the guy, you give us. $50 a week, or we're going to burn your store down. I mean, this is what these people do. There is no pushback against them. None. So Cuomo's telling me about, oh, uh, this is the tradition, and we need to get together, and we need to have a meeting, and we need... This is all bull. Unless you fight these people hand-to-hand, -hand, these armed criminals, as Giuliani and Bloomberg did, and won... They're going to overrun the neighborhoods. The violence is going to be out of control. And the poor people living there through no fault of their own, with one asterisk next to that, are being terrorized. That's the situation. Okay. Now, unfortunately, the majority of the people, the victims, voted for Hochul. So they voted against their own self-interest. They think things are going to get better. A magic wand is going to come in and say, oh, yeah, the drug langs are going to all go home. They voted for the woman 
the governor who will not do anything because she doesn't care. Joe Biden doesn't care about a lot of things, the border being number one, doesn't care how many foreign nationals come in this country. Our president of the United States does not care. So we see what that leads to, right? So the governor of New York, the governor of Illinois, and the governor of California, none of them care about how many dead minority people are lying in a gutter. And that's the truth, because they make no attempt to fight back against the murderers. None. This is so simple to me. And if you're an honest person, you know what I'm saying is true. You know it is absolutely true. Now, I'm not going to condemn the poor people who voted the wrong way on Tuesday. Not going to do that. I don't know them. I don't know their circumstance. But I will say it is getting harder and harder for me to feel sorry for you when you break 90% and vote for a governor who is hurting you. It's very hard for me to feel sorry for you, the victim. I'm just being honest. Everyone loves spring, but constantly shifting temperatures can make it hard to keep your home comfortable. An all-electric heat pump from Mitsubishi Electric is the perfect solution. A specially trained Patriot Air contractor can help you design the ultimate home comfort system, and you'll be helping reduce carbon emissions by ditching fossil fuels for heating when temperatures start to drop again. Duct or ductless, large or small homes, even in extreme climates, heat pumps can help you shift seasons comfortably. Learn more about Mitsubishi Electric products at PatriotAir.com. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Okay, Uh, desperation on the far left. We knew it would happen. In fact, I asked my staff on Friday, I said, look, I'm sorry to make you do this, but you got to watch all the crazy uh, political shows and write down the insane sound bites that come from the far left. We've got five. Keep in mind, this crew is so desperate. These are democracy on the ballot crew. Uh, Trump's a fascist Nazi crew. Anybody who voted for him are fascist Nazis. That's this crew, not the Democratic Party. This is more left. First one is Rob Reiner. Go. They're only interested in power. And they're only interested in and they'll do anything to get the power. They'll they're willing to kill, literally kill to get the power. You can't have a conversation with them. The only thing we can do is try to hold on to the House 
add a couple of Senate seats. It's going to be very hard. But if we don't do that, this might be the last election we have in, in a democratic uh, democracy, in a democracy. I just might want to point out for those of you who don't know about All in the Family, the classic sitcom, Rob Reiner played Meathead. All right, soundbite number two comes from an MSNBC guy. Go. You do remember what it was actually like under Donald Trump. The chaos, the disruption, the complete negligence from the White House, the feeling that everything was sort of teetering on the edge. And again, that was before COVID hit when he had inherited a very smooth set of circumstances in a macro economy that was growing. He did everything he could to screw it up. Uh, yeah. All right, here are the facts. The inflation rate when Trump left office, 1.4%. Now it's about 8.5%. The unemployment rate was 6.3% and dropping. That was because of COVID, obviously. All right? But here's the key stat. When Donald Trump left office, real average hourly earnings increased 4 percent is last year in office four percent now real wages are down four percent that's an eight point swing in two years so this you put the adjective on him okay says oh trying ruin the economy so this yeah it's just staggering and that's nbc there's no nobody in charge. I shouldn't say that. Far left people are in charge. All right, here's John Legend. Go. Well, DeSantis is a cruel and small individual, and he's he's found as many cruel ways he can to uh, undermine uh, the progress that the voters of Florida overwhelmingly voted for. Um, you see his cruelty when it comes to arresting people who were told that they were allowed to vote. All right, so what this guy is referring to is that in the election of 2020, there were 20 people arrested for illegal voting. All of them were convicted murderers or sex criminals. All of them. The Florida law states that if you're convicted of those crimes, you cannot vote in the state of Florida. This is what this guy is saying. Okay, that that these people were illegally arrested by DeSantis because he's so bad. It's again, you just go like this. Now, how many people would know that, particularly people who are in the pop world where he lives? Nobody would know that. He just spits it out. He doesn't even know it because he's not smart enough to know it. He isn't. He's simply not smart enough to absorb why 20 people out of the entire state who were arrested in 2020 for illegal voting. He doesn't understand it, but he spits it out because that's what he is, a propagandist. Last soundbite, CNN, go. Nowhere, nowhere in the United States has the struggle between election liars and those who reside here on planet Earth played out in more vivid detail than in Arizona, where three of the key Republican candidates for, for governor, for Senate and for Secretary of State of Arizona, all traffic in Donald Trump's lies about the 2020 election and invented conspiratorial claims of widespread fraud that never happened. All right, Trump doesn't have anything to do with this election, of course. 
but he's a water carrier, that guy. You know what I think about him anyway. So the, I could have given you 15 more. It was desperation after desperation after desperation. Not challenged. Okay, just say what you want. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, here is the final thought of the day. Uh, things are changing in America, in the world, and everywhere. Here are, and next week I'm going to get into this uh, heavy. Here are the major changes in this country. Media, television, movies, music. All our culture changing dramatically. Okay? Church going, changing dramatically. Independent thinking. Less and less and less of that. Okay? Self-respect and personal discipline. Two keys to success in a capitalistic system on the decline. So, I'm going to, as I said, get into this very specifically. But these changes are not temporary. They are permanent changes. And most people don't understand what's going on. I do. Now, alert people, aware people can take advantage of these changes to help themselves, to make themselves stronger. So next week, we'll do it probably in the Smart Life segments, and I'll lay this out for you. But it's fascinating, and it is important. As always, we thank all of you listening and watching across the world to the No Spin News. We'll have a Sunday noon column, and I will see you again on Monday. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.